college football playoff started today, Notre Dame would be in it, ranked fourth in the initial rankings this week. Does this matter, this one? Do they put you in the playoffs for this one? I don't think so, so. The Irish have been in this position before, ranked in the top four as recently as last year, and then they fell flat on their face. Last year, I think we got caught up in the hype a little bit, but now, you know, we know where we want to go, we know where we need to be. So these guys are trying to stay level-headed. Focus on Northwestern tonight, because if ND doesn't win tonight, the chances to make the college football playoff dwindle real fast. And with an injury to one of their top stars, could the Irish be in jeopardy in Chi-Town? Or is this team's run destined to continue? Live from the Redeemer Radio 95.7 studios in the shadows of the Golden Dome, this is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame is 8-0 for the first time since 2012, the last time the Irish played for a national title. It is November, and that's when things start to get real in college football. And if you're still undefeated in November, well, the dream of a special season is very much alive. Welcome to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, Notre Dame FCU, where you bank does matter. We are also presented by Orange Theory Fitness in Granger, voted the best one-hour full-body workout. I'm Angel DiCarlo, joined as always by former St. Joe and Elkhart Memorial football coach Kevin Downey. Irish on the road at Northwestern tonight, kickoff set for 7.15 p.m. Eastern time. Kevin, 8-0, ranked fourth in the first college football playoff rankings, coming off the win over Navy last week in San Diego. Wasn't an overly impressive, at least second half for the Irish, but at this time of the year, the win is what matters the most. Yeah, and I think that, you know, Navy presents a lot of unique uh, problems, but they did come back at the beginning of the third quarter. And to your point, uh, it's important to put people away in the fourth quarter now that everything matters and things are going well. On tap on this morning's show, I chat with Notre Dame quarterback Ian Book about his special season to date. Our focus on faith guest is Notre Dame two-sports star tight end Cole Komet. Brian Kelly shares why he feels this November will be different than last November for the Irish. And we will look at the college football playoff rankings. And our poll question, which of Notre Dame's final four opponents worries you the most? Still about 45 minutes left to vote in our poll. Go to my Twitter handle, at Carlo. Um, I have that pinned to the top of my profile so you can get your vote in right now. And uh, if you vote and you give us a reason why, we might give you a shout out. Plus, let's uh, but let's start with the most immediate concern for the Irish heading into tonight's game. Kevin, uh, the status of Drew Tranquil suffered a high ankle sprain in the win over Navy. Tranquil did practice Thursday, but, you know, if he plays tonight, one would imagine he's going to be limited at best. Certainly a really, really difficult situation here for the Irish. Well, leadership-wise, uh, communication, you know, he's a big part of what makes things work. And then just matchups with him and Coney and then the two safeties, they can do a lot of things and be aggressive and still handle emotions or different things that the offense throws at him. So I mean, if he's out, <laughs> big question mark. Well, and if he's in, how in is he? Is he only going to play 20, 25 plays? With a broken hand. With a good point. We forgot about the fact that he has a broken hand also. And then the sprain, you know, the high ankle sprain. And is if he does play, is he, what, 70% of 
who Drew Tranquil is? Is he 65% of who he is? And if another guy's in, are they, if it's 100% of them, the equivalent of 60% of Drew Tranquil? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see just the matchups. Um, I think you and I talked like if certain personnel groups are out there and they're going to be passing more, then maybe you can sneak a nickel in and get by. But, um, yeah, it, it's really intriguing, again, because he's a leader. So how much does Tranquil mean to the Irish? Cornerback Julian Love and defensive end Khalid Kareem put it all in perspective this week. Drew's a heart and soul of our defense. Uh, I mean, he has the mental capacity to know what everybody's doing at any given point. Um, he rallies us together um, to keep pushing, keep working. It's like everybody's kind of like this, like uh, twins or like siblings on the same playing field. And then Drew's just like that older brother. You know what I'm, like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so he kind of just <laughs> has a little extra year of experience if you feel behind him. I mean, I mean that's our captain right there. I mean, Drew, he's a, he's a special player, you know. Our defense, like he's like a he's like a field general when he's out there. You know, he kind of runs everything. You know, he knows where to be at the right time. And so, you know, when Drew kind of went down last game, it was kind of a loss to us. But we know Drew White, who came in and played a great game. You know, we're really confident. You know, we have a next man next man in mentality. So, you know, anyone who's second, third string, we're confident that they can come in and do their job to the best of their ability. Yeah, next man in, but. <laughs> That next man in is a tough situation when, when the next man in is not Drew Tranquil. Uh, the next man in, here are the candidates, Jordan Jemmar Keith, Drew White, and Asmar Bilal. That would be if Bilal moved over from Rover. It, it could be other situations, too. That was what kind of Brian Kelly said Tuesday, but he kept that one close to the vest on Thursday when everyone was asking, okay, who, who are the guys, um, who are the possibilities? So it's understandable he's going to keep that close to the vest because – I guess if your one tactical advantage is what exactly are you going to do, you might as well keep it. Uh, either way, you're not going to be as strong as you were going to be with Tranquil in there. Well, and with Tranquil having that success in the, earlier in his career as a DB, like he really does provide matchups, so you don't want to tip your hat. Yeah, and uh, here's the thing. Drew White play, was the one that came in last week against Navy, but that was specific to the to the option. Yeah, he's a plugger. I mean, he's more of a run stopper. I think maybe on the goal line we could see him. I mean, I had to look up the roster. <laughs> I'm like, who is number number 40? 40. <laughs> uh, I had to look at the roster. I wasn't sure. We had not talked about Drew White at all. and But it sounds like maybe he could be a possibility tonight. Uh, Bilal, again, the starting rover. Maybe Shane Simon could see some time. Uh, Northwestern doesn't have the best run game. So, Kevin, could the Irish uh, go to nickel and just play Coney and Asmar Bilal at linebacker? What do you think about that? I think it comes down to matchups. So Northwestern's shown a lot of one back, one tight end, uh, three wide receivers. And if that's the case, then nickel's great. But if they get into uh, more of the, the jumbo, like two tight ends, one back, or even a little two back, then you, you just you have a matchup issue. Like you're going to have a really slight guy that's good at coverage and force him to do a lot of run stopping. Yeah, and here's the thing. I'm not sure Notre Dame's nickel is a strength. That's been one of the weaknesses the the whole season since uh, the preseason when Sean Crawford was out. If you have Sean Crawford, I don't mind being in nickel the whole time, but uh, Houston Griffith, I don't think he played at all against uh, Navy last week. Then you had the bye the week before, so he hasn't even played in three weeks, and he's the main guy at, at the nickel position. Uh, certainly, maybe we could see more Nick Coleman in there as a hybrid linebacker or nickel as a possibility coming up from the backup safety position. Um, you know, this is something we worried about was the injuries. And that last week we kind of asked what was the biggest worry uh, rest of the season. And everyone said the 
you know, wearing down in November, mm-hmm. my vote was injuries, and specifically to Tranquil, Coney, or Love yep. because those guys don't come off the field. Yep. Well, and again, they uh, they make the defense go, and it's been such a special year. You want them to keep it up. And, and you know, this is where not blowing out Ball State, Vanderbilt, and Pitt hurts. You know, we talk about hey, wins all that matters, but if you win the, if you're up by forty on those teams, these backups are getting playing time. And these guys got barely any snaps. I would be surprised on the defensive end if Jordan Jemar Keith, Shane Simon, or Bo Bauer, Jonathan Jones have more than like 15 or 20 snaps the entire season. Yeah, and it helps with confidence too. So when you play in a game, it's at a whole different speed. And with that speed, you start to believe, hey, I can do this. Then if you have to be plugged in for different situations, you can do it. Uh, All right, our, our poll question this week, what game rest of the season worries you the most, Northwestern, Florida State, Syracuse, or USC? Kevin, what, what are your thoughts on which of those four games worries you the most? I got to go coach speak on this one. It's every single game. I think they, they're they doing a good job of focusing on uh, every day. They talk about the process and really trying to stay focused. I think that that you know, led to some of the disappointment last year with the whole Miami turnover chain debacle. So, so you're going. With- I'm going every everyone Northwestern tonight, Ange, and then next week my answer will change. Well, you know the great Twitter handle at Father Soren uh, responded: the month of November. That's the opponent that worries me the most. The whole month of November, month of November in caps from uh, at Father Soren. The fan vote right now: Syracuse has forty percent of the vote. Northwestern thirty four percent of the vote. USC twenty two percent of the vote. Florida State only four percent of the vote who would have ever imagined Florida State would only get four percent of the vote they have quite a few athletes I think they're going to be ready to play on national tv (laughs) well we know this again father Soren's account responded with the month of November is the opponent he fears the most um and that was a a good response I asked Brian Kelly this week about ND playing uh better in November why do you feel November can be different this year versus previous years well Angelo, it's a different team each year, right? I'm talking to different kids this year than I was last year. Um, I think our focus, a lot of those guys went through it last year. Um, so they know they know the things that we can't do. Um, so I think it's much more about um, having a football team that's experienced it, um, been through it, um, and wants to get on the other side of it. Um, they have a process that they know has gotten them here. You know, they've won 18 games over the last two years and lost three. So they know the process works. They've got four weeks. So I think they feel like if we just stay committed to our process, if we stay humble, um, if we really work on our recovery and be prepared for the next guy to step in, then they'll be fine. So I, I just think that just the knowledge of going through it and and having it in front of us before and, and not finishing it the right way has been a great impetus for, for all the guys. Do you think last year was about not doing the process correctly? Was it about injuries wearing down? What do you think that so was? It was a little new for us. You know, um, we, we, had, we had most of our guys committed to that process, um, but we didn't have everybody fully committed to it. Um, and, and that's natural, you know, because it was new to them. Um, but um, this group knows that, that uh, if they stay committed to it, they'll have success. So I think, I think it's just that second year uh, with everybody uh, fully committed to it that, 
uh, drives this a little bit differently. Uh, you buying what he said there? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think it's interesting that if you look at 18 and three over the past couple of years, but you look at the players who Notre Dame depends on and who have emerged as playmakers, those guys have a lot of experience. Yeah, I just, here's the thing. If they're all bought into the process, why did they not play? They blow. Why didn't they blow out Ball State, Vanderbilt, and and Pittsburgh? Now again, I understand. Hey, Book wasn't playing against Ball State, Vanderbilt. Well, you know, blow out Pittsburgh. That 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 was another issue. If they're all bought into the process, they should be blowing those teams out. Last year they were blowing everybody out until the Miami debacle. Well, maybe with all these close games, they're going to be uh, more ready for whatever throws at them. They won't be shocked. Yeah, that's that. Now that's a possibility. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe they're not going to be overconfident at this point. Uh, if you're in the market to buy or sell a home, I can't recommend real estate agent Steve Bizarro of Cressy and Everett enough. Steve found my wife and I our perfect home, but don't just take my word for it. Steve has a 4.9 rating out of five at Realtor.com. Contact Steve Bizarro of Cressy and Everett at. 574-229-4040. You can also learn more about Steve by visiting southbendsteve.com. All right, the first college football playoff rankings are out. Alabama is number one. Big shocker there. Clemson is two. LSU is three. Notre Dame is four. So right now it would be Alabama and Notre Dame, Clemson and LSU. Now LSU does have a loss. That that bother you that they're ahead of Notre Dame? No, I don't think so. I think it'll play itself out with that SEC schedule. <laughs> gonna, it's going to play itself out today. today. <laughs> Alabama's playing LSU. So, and then one spot out is Michigan at seven and one. Here's a question for you: Notre Dame loses one of these last four games. Michigan wins out. Michigan wins the Big Ten championship. Twelve and one Michigan getting in over eleven and one Notre Dame. I think so, just because of the uh, the. Big Ten championship game. I think that gives a little bit of an advantage to those teams that get to play one more. And game. 25 years after Notre Dame would have gotten <laughs> screwed over by uh, the Florida State situation, could it come back and happen again? That would be unbelievable if it would. That would be insanity. I tell you right now, insanity if that were to happen again. Um, all right. Again, which one loss Notre Dame, do you think they have a chance to get into into the final four or do you think with the way their strength the schedule is they they have to to win the last four games obviously they have to take the mentality but if if you're the worrisome fan who knows november is a problem do you think they can get in with one loss i really don't i think uh there's a lot of people that love notre dame but there's a lot of notre dame haters too um and then if you just look at it as you said strength the schedule it's going to be interesting to see how all of the opponents they end up because that will help weigh in on the strength of schedule. Yeah, right now Notre Dame has just one opponent uh, that they've played that is in the current college football playoff top twenty-five. That's obviously Michigan, and, and that's a big victory. And they only have one more uh, left, and that's Syracuse, number nineteen. Uh, by the way, that decision to move that game to Yankee Stadium, which could have been a game in South Bend, that's uh, looming large at this point uh, in the, in the year, to say the least. That. Yeah, but they've had success with the Shamrock series with recruiting, and I mean, there's they get a lot of players from New yeah. Jersey, so I get it. Big picture, you're right, uh, but I would say the recruiting would do better if you're undefeated and playing in the college football playoff than if you're playing in New York City. That's just me. That's just me. <laughs> uh, hope everyone enjoyed our uh, 
Tyrac game of the week last night. Marion winning a fourth straight sectional championship over in McConaughey. First time Marion has ever won four in a row. And we will be with the Knights next week in our Tyrac game of the week as they go on the road to Fort Wayne. The Lures pregame coverage. Tailgate talk will start at 7 p.m. next Friday night and then kick off between Lures and Marion coming up at 7.30. So that's what's on the docket. Um, and shout out to to Kevin's alma mater, the St. Joe Indians. Very difficult loss last night to Mishawaka. Great group of kids. Uh, it's really tough to see their season come to an end uh, in such a tight game in, in the sectional championship. Well, it seems like their senior class and some of their upperclassmen, they just have a really great personality. It's sad to see them go. Uh, all right, we're going to take a timeout. When we return, uh, we're talking with Ian Book. Uh, I had a chance to, to chat with him for – for a few minutes earlier this week about his season to date. And then coming up a little bit later on, we'll have our Focus on Faith segment with Cole Komet, the tight end for the Irish, who also plays baseball. He's the closer on the baseball team. So how does he juggle all that and uh, still manage to eat? He'll explain uh, coming up. Uh, Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays is back right after this on Redeemer Radio 95.7. Hey, football fans. This is Steve Pizarro from Cressy Everett Real Estate. If you're considering buying or selling your home, then listen up and visit SouthBendSteve.com. Just like in football, the excellence is in the execution. So forget the stress of buying or selling a home and call me today at 574-229-4040. That's 229-4040. So remember, Steve Bizarro, your Michiana real estate expert, and visit SouthBendSteve.com. We know you like football, so do we. We're TireRack.com, and this is our version of a two-minute drill, except it's only 30 seconds. TireRack.com has an enormous selection of tires. Not sure which ones to buy? Use our tire decision guide to find the right tires for your vehicle and the way you drive. Then get them shipped fast and free on all orders over $50. Shipping is in as little as one day, free. TireRack.com ships to independent, recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Touchdown! Our title sponsor for Irish Sports Saturdays is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. When you open an Elevate membership at Notre Dame FCU, you'll get $50 in your new account and another $50 for an eligible nonprofit like a Catholic high school, a parish, or even Redeemer Radio. You raise share of values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Andrew Carlo, Kevin Downey with you here. <laughs> Couldn't get your name out. It's not like I've known you for like 12 years or anything. Uh, Notre Dame taking on Northwestern tonight uh, in Evanston, a 7-15 kickoff. That's the Eastern time kickoff. Uh, game will be broadcast on ESPN. Um, all right, let's talk uh, Ian Book. Uh, <laughs> this guy's been ridiculous. Uh, on the season, uh, he's the NCAA leader now in completion percentage at 76.5% last week, 27 of 33 81.8%. He's been over 80% the last two games. Two touchdowns last week, one interception, 330 yards. What can you say about the play of Ian Book? I think he's just so entertaining when you're watching him. Um, and he's so confident. He makes so many good throws, so many, so many good decisions. But then it's amazing to sit back and look at the stats. And I think one other thing that showed his personality a little bit, there's a little clip where Brian Kelly got in his face a little bit on the sideline, and we have seen for years – Notre Dame quarterbacks melt down, and he was like, oh, yeah, good point, well, coach. Peace. And I posted that, <laughs> and I was like, 
you know, it reminded me of Tommy Reese because yeah. Reese never got phased by that. You know, Tommy had his issues in terms of his maybe ability, but there's no questioning like his he was a gamer and, and how much he gave on the field and how knowledgeable he was. He's a quarterback coach now. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised if he prepared book for that situation. <laughs> I don't know. A little if you practice can, yelling. <laughs> I don't know if you can really be prepared for that situation, but. I wonder if there was a chuckle at some point when he got on the phone with Tommy. He goes, oh, I told you that was going to happen one of these days. <laughs> uh, all right, Brian Kelly, despite that, I think is uh, very happy with the play of his quarterback. And this week, Brian Kelly was asked, what has allowed Book to be so efficient with his completion percentage this season? We had a couple of run plays on where it was cover zero, and it was one-on-one -on, -one on the outside with Miles Boykin, and he throws a fade. That's a three-foot putt for him. Um, you know, that's a vertical throw that ends up being a, you know, a 20-yard catch um, when, a, when a run play was, was actually called along with the pass play. So his ability to understand the nuances of the offense and you then gaining an advantage tactically um, allows for high completion percentage. He knows where the leverage points are within the offense that gives you an advantage against the defense. He just he's a really smart quarterback who understands where he has um, an advantage against the defense and he takes advantage of it. So it's not just in one place. It's not like I'm going to Miles or I'm, I'm going to Fink. He goes to the receiver that has a leverage position against the defense in the structure. And that and because he's he's accurate as a thrower, he then gives it to the receiver that has the best chance of being successful. That's why it goes to nine different guys. So you add accuracy of throwing and an understanding of, of the offense, and that's why you have the high percentage. Uh, what do you have to – your coach, uh, that, that seemed – he broke that down pretty nicely. What, what, do you, what do you think of what Coach Kelly had to say of why it's been so successful for Buck? Well, obviously he does all the reads, and it's interesting to just see how modern football has evolved. The run-pass option stuff is pretty crazy. We always did pre-snap, um, you know, seven years ago when I was back in it. But now it's like in-game, right, with the ball in your hand to decide. It's like everything's an option play, either run or pass. Um, so fascinating with that. But I think the bigger thing, even as a fan or, you know, a coach or player, he gets everybody involved. Yeah. So there, there isn't just, you know, Boykin, but there's literally, you don't know who's going to get the ball and to be smart enough to know your offense that well, as Kelly said, to get it to the right guy, that makes the high completion percentage. How often when you're watching uh, him play, do you feel he, he obviously is converting on the decisions that he's making between the read pass option um, is he making the right decision, it feels like, almost all these times? You know, having never played quarterback, I think that's a lot to ask somebody. Like, hey, we're going to shotgun snap it, you catch it, ride the running back, and then decide if you want to throw a fade or if you want to run it. Or, I mean, wild, while you're looking at a defensive lineman. So, I mean, it's impressive. Uh, honestly, there's sometimes when I think, oh, it's easier to evaluate after, let me say that. So, <laughs> like, you know, with Winbush, like, oh, man, if he would have just given the ball on that one. Well, it feels like Winbush was making a lot of the wrong decisions on it, and then with when he did pass it, obviously he was only completing 50%, and then I guess 
if book makes a decision, it to makes pass, it look right. If it works, right? If it works, seventy five percent of the time, it looks pretty darn good. Um, all right. Earlier this week, I spoke with Ian about being so efficient. Whether he surprised himself this season and how much fun he is having. We started our conversation talking about being ranked fourth in the college football playoff rankings. I mean, obviously, you guys kind of learned last year that <laughs> the first set of rankings doesn't necessarily matter. Um, how important is that that just have that mindset now uh, each week? Yeah, uh, Coach Kelly couldn't have said it better today. Those rankings don't don't mean anything. The last um, college uh, pick rankings mean the most. So there's really no point in getting all excited about that when we got four more weeks that we got to win. And um, I, th- I don't think anyone on the team watched it, and we haven't talked about it. So just preparing every week. We got to beat Northwestern to keep going. How have you been so efficient this year? What, what's allowed you to complete so many passes at such a high level? I think um, the other ten guys around me. You know, having a great O-line and some great running backs and some great receivers, being able to make plays and couldn't do any of this by myself. So, you know, I can't thank them enough. Are you surprised by how efficient you've been since you gotten in there? Is it, Have you surprised yourself in it? Um, I wouldn't say surprised because I, I, I pride myself in being confident. But um, so, no, <laughs> not really. I it's something I want to do. They want to get that number better. You know, I want to, you want quarterback, you want to be 100% throughout the night. So you can obviously get better every day. And, um, you know, just being able to be taught under Coach Reese, you know, he's been able to help me with my reads and, you know, identifying defense and really making the offense easier for me. And that'll help with efficiency as well and getting the ball around. How much fun has this season been for you uh, to, to be thrust into everything and then having this success, not only individually, but as a team? How much fun has this year been? It's been really fun. Um, yeah, it's actually something you kind of step back and look look at just for a second and just realize how fun it is and, um, you know, not creating too much pressure for yourself. And this this the sport you grew up playing, you grew up loving, you might as well keep having fun with it. And being able to come here and win with these guys, uh, it's the most fun I've had. I love the fact that he immediately gave credit to his teammates, which is what a quarterback should do. But I also love the fact that he's like, nah, I'm not surprised that I'm doing this well. So I love that he has the confidence in himself, but also is the first to give the credit to, to the rest of the guys around him. That's that's exactly what you need in a, in a leader. Oh, for sure. He's, well, confident. He said fun a lot, you know, and that's yeah. one thing, honestly, with all the pressure, if you lose sight of that, then you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And then... Let's take going into the year, you got a great defense, good specialists, and then now with him, with his spark, he makes others look good, but then also they make him look good. All right, we're presented by Orange Theory Fitness, voted the best one-hour full-body workout in the country. I'm going myself. I love that I get the benefit of a group workout with the attention of a personal coach, plus a heart monitor that helps me know if I'm pushing myself too much, not enough, or right where I should be in the orange zone. Orange Theory Fitness is located at Heritage Square in Granger. Your first workout is free. All right, uh, last week we got to see Dexter Williams and Jafar Armstrong play in a game together for the first time, Kevin. Um, What did you think of that combination? I know Navy's a tough team to evaluate because you're going to be able to do a lot of things against their defense, but um, what do you think they have there with having both Dexter and Jafar together? Well, I think Armstrong's just so consistent, and I think that that is a really good thing to offset with Dexter because – you know, we've talked about it. His his running ability is outstanding, uh, and you know he did get the game ball and kudos about uh, you know catching and pass protecting. Uh, but he he's a little bit more erratic 
compared with Armstrong. Armstrong is just really consistent, and he still had some pretty good runs too. And, and Armstrong certainly has that extension. He, he was a wide receiver, so uh, he led the team catches last week um, with uh, five grabs for 64 yards. Um, now, you question Dexter's blocking. I did. And Coach Kelly must have heard you and was upset about it because he did give Dexter the game ball for that. Here's uh, what Coach or Coach Kelly praised him for his blocking. Here's what Dexter had to say this week about uh, picking up his protection game. Really just playing for my teammates, playing my heart out for my teammates. So really just um, them just wanting me to make plays just without the ball in my hand. So I just have to really just be able to uh, block. I have to do everything as a running back. Block, uh, pass, protect, um, just catch the ball and be able to run the ball. I have to be an all-around back. So that was one thing that was um, training for over the past few weeks and just uh, continue to just apply myself and um, continue to get better at blocking as well. Do you feel he was better last week? Was he better at, at at blocking last week? Yeah, I think he did a better job, and I think it you know it's important for somebody to recognize their weakness and then focus on it and try to improve. Now, to play a little devil's advocate, you're going against Navy, so maybe that personnel matchup. It's you know you're going to have a physically superior athlete against a little gritty guy that works hard. It's going to be a little bit different. Uh, let's say Northwestern, but for sure like a Florida State. You know, Syracuse. Um, but to his credit, he did improve because I was a little hard on him last week. <laughs> um, and then moving forward, that Dexter Jafar combination, having both guys in there, do, do you think that's they can mesh well together? Because sometimes, all right, one guy's got to be in there, but they're able to be on the field, it looks like, together. Do you think that can be a nice one two punch for the Irish where they can mesh those guys together? Yeah, I think it's important. Again, with doing all this fast, no huddle, get as many plays as you can, those backs wear down, and you ask them to do a lot. All right, coming up, our Focus on Faith interview is, is with Notre Dame tight end Cole Komet. He's the closer on the Notre Dame baseball team, so how does he uh, balance those two, find time to eat, and, well, I don't think he really finds time to sleep, plus how his Catholic education since preschool has helped shape him. That's next on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. Our first basketball broadcast for the new season is just about here. If you'd like to advertise during our high school basketball games, please email me, Angelo DiCarlo, at angelo.dicarlo at redeemerradio.com. 95.7 FM will broadcast 20 girls and boys Marion and St. Joe basketball games this upcoming season. Our first broadcast is November 27th when the Marion girls battle Penn. So email angelo.dicarlo at redeemerradio.com to learn more about our basketball sponsorship opportunities. Nicholas J. Salon and Spa on Eddy Street Commons, the ultimate salon experience. Whether it's a basic men's haircut, an everyday women's cut and color, a spa afternoon, or your wedding day, Nicholas J. Salon believes total beauty is within us all. Call Nicholas J. and Aveda Concept Salon today at 574-233-0700 or visit them on Eddy Street Commons. Be sure to follow Redeemer Radio on social media. On Twitter, it's at 957sports. And on Facebook, search for Redeemer 957sports. We have the latest on not only Notre Dame, but the high school front as well each and every day. And tonight we'll have post-game videos from Notre Dame's clash with Northwestern. Also, you can follow me on Twitter, at Carlo. Right now, you have about 15 minutes left to vote in our Irish Sports Saturdays fan poll, which of Notre Dame's four remaining regular season opponents worries you the most. Northwestern, 
Florida State, Syracuse, or USC. Syracuse leading the votes with 40%. Northwestern at 35%. USC 21%. Florida State 4%. I did, if, you, if you reply, I'll give you a shout-out on the air. Uh, Father Soren replied the month of November. That's the opponent that worries me the most the whole month of November. Um, Shane Rankin replied, I feel like I need an all button. It's November. And, um, uh, Roger, Roger Domgowski, Brian Kelly is the biggest obstacle in victory for the Irish. The, is the biggest obstacle to victory the Irish will face each week. Ouch. Woo. I mean, he's done pretty decent here. Uh, I mean, I can understand you feeling that when they were four and eight, but I mean, I've Feel like things have pretty gone, good. Couple of years, things have gone decently. Now, if November falls apart, I can see your point, and maybe that's what he's getting at because yep. November has uh, been such a problem for the Irish. All right, um, we're going to turn our attention now um, to the tight ends and, and a big story. We talked about Drew Tranquil, and who knows whether or not he's in or out this season. We can or tonight. We can tell you Justin Yoon, according to Brian Kelly, is 100%. He did not play against Navy, so apparently he's 100%, and they're going to need that. And then, uh, But here's a big one. Alizé Mack is out with a concussion. Um, how big of a factor do you feel that can be tonight? Well, I think he's an explosive player at the tight end position, which that just creates matchup issues. You know, he can he can line up as a wide receiver or do things that you ask a wide receiver, but then he's also improving on his blocking. But he, you know, he just has that explosive speed, so it's going to be interesting. Now, again, we've talked and we've gotten to know a lot of those tight ends. They do have depth there, and it is tight end university, so. Time to step up, young guys. Yeah, and uh, well, or, or old, old. Guy, uh, old guys <laughs> in the case of Nick Wisher, who is one of our guests on Focus on Faith earlier this year. He's a Chicago guy, so he's going to be pumped up for, for tonight's game. Another guy who's from Chicago is Cole Komet. Uh, went to St. Viator High School in Arlington Heights. Uh, that's the uh, same high school my mother-in-law went to, so shout out to Sheila Shaw. Uh, he's also the closer on the Notre Dame baseball team, tight end with football. Had four catches last week versus Navy and uh, could have a big role tonight with Mac out. Here's my conversation with Cole Komet on this week's Focus on Faith. Obviously going home to Chicago, uh, but you're not that far away here in South Bend. So do you have more people going to this game than, than you would coming to, to Notre Dame? Or is it kind of similar to, to most weeks for you? Um, well, in terms of family coming, most of my family comes to these games. And, you know, when we play at Notre Dame anyway. But, uh, you know, I got a lot of friends actually that uh, go to school in Chicago, whether it's, you know, Loyola and Northwestern. So, uh, you know, I got a couple of them coming to the game, which will be fun. Does that add a little extra nerves or just excitement or what's your feeling going to play in your in your hometown again? Yeah, no, no nerves. Just uh, it's really exciting to go back home and uh, it'll be a lot of fun to play in front of, you know, my family and friends. What has this season been like for you? Obviously, last week you had uh, one of your most productive weeks with four catches against Navy as you continue to kind of make your stride. What, what has this season been like for you getting your opportunities? Um, you know, it's really been really opportunistic. I mean, obviously going down Ball State week was, you know, put a little stunt in that. And, you know, my focus was trying to get back so I can, you know, produce for the offense and stuff. And so, you know, my goal is just as I've been getting more healthy to be more productive uh, in terms of the ball in my hands. You seem like a guy that's constantly on the go doing so many things based on the fact that you're a two-sports star. Mm -hmm. So I imagine when you went down in that game, you had to be extremely frustrated to, to miss a couple games. What was that process like for you? Well, at first, I mean, like anyone who gets hurt or injured, like you, you're really frustrated and, uh, you know, it's tough. But, you know, I'm, I'm a really motivated person. I was really motivated to get back on the field, especially for games like Stanford and uh, Virginia Tech coming up. So 
um, you know, I knew I had to, you know, put a, put my time in the training room and, you know, really rest up and get ready to go so I could come back healthy. Let's just go back to, we mentioned you're being a two sports star. When did that start? Was that something that, you know, from the get go, you kind of knew you were a natural at all sports when you, when you were a kid? Uh, I mean, yeah, I played everything, you know, soccer, basketball, football, baseball. I mean, I just did everything. And, uh, um, I, football and baseball were my two loves. I loved doing them. And, uh, you know, grew up in a football family, but, you know, played baseball first. That was my first sport that I played. And, um, you know, it's been it's been an absolute blessing just to be able to play both and continue to play both in college. Your dad played at Purdue, so uh, played football at Purdue. So how much did um, that help you in your growth process in the sport? Well, it helps me a lot. You know, he knows a lot of football. He played, went on to play a couple years in the NFL as well, too. And, um, you know, having someone like that who knows the ins and outs of, you know, college football, the recruiting process, what college football is really like and, you know, and then from there on is just a huge help to me. Notre Dame two sports star Cole Komet joining us here on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. You grew up in the Catholic school system. Uh, you mentioned pretty much your entire life you've been in it. So how much has that that helped you and how, how important of a role does faith play in your daily life? I mean, it's a huge role. I mean, I always have my cross necklace with me. And, uh, you know, I mean, like I said, you know, pre-K all the way till now, I've been in a Catholic school system. And that's uh, it's been a big part, you know, in my family and uh yeah, I know it really means a lot to my mom that I've been able to stay in a Catholic school system for my whole time. Was that part of the reason you came to Notre Dame? Did that play a factor in, in any role, wanting to come to a Catholic college? Well, I think, like, with faith, like, there brings comfort. And so, you know, being able to come to Notre Dame, is a, there's a comfort level with that. And, you know, it's kind of what I'm used to. So I think Notre Dame is really similar to, uh, you know, to my high school and, to, you know, to my middle school and, like, how that's just kind of been brought up with me. Um, there was a lot of similarities and the comfort level was there. Did it help you at all through injuries or, you know, through balancing two sports? Because that's a challenge. Yeah. So have you have you had a lean on your faith at all to yeah. say, all right, am I making the right choice here? Should I pick one sport or the other? No, I mean, yeah, for sure. You got to look at your faith and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I pray and pray and stuff about about what's the right making right decisions and all that stuff in terms of how to balance both and all that. But um you know, it's awesome. You know, you, you go to the baseball field, you can still see the dome. And, you know, on the football field, when we're doing sprints in the summer and you, you feel like you're going to die, you just look up at Touchdown Jesus and it kind of like settles you a little bit. <laughs> Notre Dame tight end Cole Komet joining us here on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays, our Focus on Faith segment. All right, we've talked about you playing two sports. How are you able to balance it? Um, obviously, that's not easy. No. It's not easy doing it in high school, let alone doing it at one of the top schools in the country. Yeah. How have you been able to balance that? Um, just with the help with coaches, my family, uh, professors. I mean, it's it's been a collaborative effort between all those people. And um, you know, it's uh, you know, first couple of weeks of doing it was tough, just you know, learning how to balance my schedule. But once you kind of get in the routine of things, it kind of falls into place. And you know, it's it's still fun playing two sports, so you just have fun with it and. Uh, you know, you enjoy it. What was spring like? Because you were going back and forth, left and right. Take us through a Wednesday uh, of spring practice. What was your day kind of like? Yeah, so I'd wake up at 5.15, get over to practice. Uh, we'd have meetings, breakfast, and then we'd go out to the practice field, practice for a couple hours. And then I'd go to class from 11 to, to about 2.15, head over to baseball. We'd start practice at around 3, and then I was there from 3. Or we could have a game on Wednesday, too, so I could be there from, you know, 3 till 8 at night, just depending on if I had a practice or game, and then do homework later. I was going to say, so when did you eat and sleep? So I'd have to plan out my meals. I learned that quick. I had to plan out my meals before the day, so, like, packing lunch and all that stuff. So kind of back to high school where you're packing <laughs> lunch, you can't be on the go. So uh, doing that stuff and then um, – 
just finding downtime, you know, whether I get over to baseball a little early and I had an hour before I had to get dressed, you know, doing homework then and uh, went while we were traveling, all that type of stuff. So, you know, finding 30 minutes in a day or, you know, in an hour here and there can really uh, can really be beneficial, especially with the schedule I had. And then did you did you really get any sleep? Uh, no, I, I got I got sleep. I'd make sure I get my eight hours in at least. You got eight hours in during the spring? I would try. I would try. I'd usually try and get to bed around 11, 11.30, and then, you know, I'd get up the next day. But, um, uh, you know, I did my best to get my sleep in. Notre Dame 2 sports star Cole Komet joining us here on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. All right, the question that you probably get more than any that you probably hate answering, but I have no choice but that. And what question do you think I'm going to ask? You're going to ask probably which one I like better. That's correct. So which one do you like better? Uh, I can't say. I'm going to be honest. You know, when it's hard, to, it's hard to say baseball when you're playing on Saturday afternoons in Notre Dame Stadium, and it's hard to – it's hard to say football when you're playing at LSU against, you know, 12,000 fans and you're closing the game out. So usually just whatever I'm in, I'm, I'm really enjoying. Which one are you better at? Oh, my God. I, you have to ask other people. I, I couldn't really tell you. I oh, come on. You got to have an opinion. I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't. I really don't know. <laughs> I know, though, you did kind of reach out to other other guys that have yeah. been to sports. Uh, Jeff Samarja um, comes to mind as a guy I believe you reached out to. How important was that for you to to kind of talk to those guys to understand what it would take? Yeah, I mean, that was huge just because, I, I mean, I kind of had some anxiety going into the spring, not knowing what to expect. And um, I remember talking to uh, Jeff Samarja about it, and he just kind of was, was saying how uh, – how everything just kind of falls into place. Like the first couple of weeks uh, will be a little hectic, but once you get in the routine, it kind of you know kind of goes pretty smooth from there on out. So and that that proved to be true. If Notre Dame had said, eh, we just want you for football," mm -hmm. and wasn't willing to let you play both sports, mm -hmm. would you be here? You think, or do you think you'd be somewhere else? I don't know. Um, I I really don't know the answer to that question because that's not the case. So <laughs> I, I nearly didn't have to have to handle that. You know, I I committed here early for football and. Almost immediately when I committed, you know, Coach Kelly knew I played baseball, and you know, he offered me off the opportunity, and it was really never, really never a question that I was not going to do both. So it kind of just worked out like that. Your brother's committed to play baseball here too. So how neat is that going to be for you to play with him in the future? Oh, it's great. I mean, we played with each other when we were younger, and uh, whether it was like flag football or even baseball, and you know, he was on the high, my high school team when we won the state championship for baseball, and. Um, you know, it's just great, you know, having your brother as a teammate. It's a lot of fun. Cole Komet, Irish tight end and uh, closer for the Notre Dame baseball team, uh, joining us here uh, on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. Where do you think your future is? Do you, you have, a, have a clue yet of what you think ultimately you may end up being, a NFL guy or, or a Major League Baseball pitcher? I have no idea what I'm doing right now, to tell you the truth. I don't know if I'm going to continue playing. So I have no idea. I'm just going to continue having fun with it and enjoying this because, I mean, really, I only get, you only get to do this once. So I'm really taking it all in. And you know, I'm almost already halfway through this after this year, and I'm just trying to take this all in and have fun with it. All right, Cole. Thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. That was Cole Komet, the Irish tight end and closer on the baseball team, joining us on Focus on Faith. Kevin, what were your uh, takeaways? I think it was really neat just to know that he went to Catholic school from pre-K through college. And then, again, I'm always impressed with these young guys, but I can't imagine having a spring like him. You may get in the routine, but that routine is pretty hectic. He claimed he was getting eight hours, and then he pointed out that, one, he wakes up at 5 in the morning and he goes to bed at 1130 at night. That ain't uh... – not going to add up. That's not adding up. That's about five and, five and a half hours. I love that he mentioned the cross necklace that he always has on. I have mine on right now. It was um, 
My grandfather gave it to me for my first communion. Um, and in fact, this broke um, a couple years ago. So I had not worn it for a good solid year. Um, we brought it in a couple different jewelers and we couldn't get it to stay. And on my wedding day, um, my wife delivered this to me as a gift. And uh, that's a great I, surprise. She uh, she got it fixed up at J.R. Fox Jewelers and, um, you know, it hasn't broken since. It's been great. Uh, I, I have to admit, I may have. I may have teared up. It was a really nice <laughs> wedding day gift, to say, to say the least. That's All awesome. right, th- enough about me. Let's get back to the Irish, and we've got. Uh, we we do want to let you know if you like all things Notre Dame, be sure to stay tuned for Church Life today. Coming up right after us, Lenny DiLorenzo of the Marath Institute for Church Life is hosting. Uh, that's next here on Redeemer Radio with replays tonight at six and Sunday at ten a.m. and six p.m. Time for a timeout. When we return, we break down the matchup between Notre Dame and Northwestern. What challenges does Northwestern quarterback Clayton Thorson bring, and what makes Notre Dame's defense or Northwestern's defense defense a challenge for ian book all that plus our keys to the game and score predictions when Notre Dame fcu's irish sports saturdays returns you deserve more from your workout more than sweating away extra pounds it should transform you from the inside out with technology to prove you're improving and coaches that give you more tough love you want more results more confidence more community and more energy. Because the more you do at Orange Theory, the more you get out of life. Orange Theory Fitness. Go to orangetheory.com for a free workout. Auto loans from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union can save you money. Why? Because the whole purpose of a credit union is to save you money. Catholic-inspired credit unions put faith into action. Pope John Paul II called them one of the church's most significant concrete achievements. Now it's easier than ever to be a part of this. All you need is a phone. You already share our values. Why not share in our savings? For a better auto loan or refinance from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, call 844-230-6611. Planning your company holiday party or want to host a dinner for you and your friends overlooking Notre Dame Stadium? Perhaps you're still looking for that perfect location for your wedding reception. It's a golden opportunity, all brought to you by Venue ND. To learn more, visit venue.nd.edu or call 574-631-1400. Andre DiCarlo, Kevin Downey with you as we get you set for Notre Dame and Northwestern coming up 7.15 p.m. Eastern kickoff tonight in Evanston. The Irish, of course, 8-0, ranked fourth in the initial college football playoff rankings. Northwestern on the season is 5-3, 5-1 in 5-1 play. They have won four games in a row since starting 1-3 and, um, and including a great win over Wisconsin last week, 31-17. Uh, Kevin, what, 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 um, what, what do you see from Northwestern that makes them a tough opponent from the Irish? Well, I think I respect their head coach a lot. I think he's a really fiery guy and consistent, uh, which is kind of hard to do to wake up and bring the energy every day. But his teams play hard. His defense, you know, he's a defensive player at heart, and his defenses always are very sound. Um, So I think it's a tough opponent. Yeah, Northwestern's defense, 31st in the country in third down conversion percentage, fourth and fourth down conversion. So you better get your yards on on first and second down because otherwise it's going to be difficult. Yeah, they're two leading tacklers or they're two uh, inside linebackers or linebackers. And just watching them play, their defensive line is sound, their DBs uh, cover well. They're, they're just a really good, consistent defensive team. 
Here's what Ian Book had to say about the challenge of Northwestern's defense. They're really physical, and uh, we got a match of physicality, and um, you know, smart players, some big guys, and um, you know, they're very disciplined in the coverages that they run, and uh, you know, it's going to be a good, really good matchup. We definitely respect them as a defense, and um, we definitely uh, need to bring the energy. That's something that's really going to help us when we go out there. You got a defensive tackle like Jordan Thompson, who's started 30 games. Here's the guy I'm going to worry about on that Northwestern defense, Patty Fisher. He's very good at forcing fumbles, did so last week versus Wisconsin. He's a captain, and he's only a sophomore, so that tells you a lot. And his name's Patty, and he's facing Notre Dame in Chicago. Patty, I think he's going to be motivated for this game. I think both those linebackers are good. They really drive the defense, make things happen. And you're right, you got to watch out for guys named Patty in Chicago. Especially when they're facing Notre Dame. <laughs> I mean, he's going to be motivated. All right, uh, we flipped the side. Northwestern quarterback Clayton Thorson, four-year starting quarterback. Tonight will be his 48th straight start at quarterback. Uh, that's the second longest uh, streak in the nation, which is crazy because he tore his ACL in the bowl game last year. He hasn't missed a start. Now, he, he split some time at the beginning of this season, but uh, a very formidable opponent to say the least. Yeah, he has a lot of experience. He does a lot of things well. Um, you know, was it 22 rushing touchdowns in his career tied for a school record? That's wild. But I think, honestly, the thing that stands out to me for him is uh, 10 touchdowns, but more than that, 10 interceptions. And I think that's going to be a huge indicator of who wins the game. Brian Kelly and Julian Love with great respect for Clayton Thorson this week. I mean, he's the central figure on that offense. He's an NFL talent. He's great, a great arm. Uh, can fit it uh, into tight windows, um, and and he's really the guy. I mean, he trusts his receivers, and he, you know he's a big arm. Um, and I think what's slept on is that he could run as well. I think you know that's not highly touted um, from him, but he has the capability of making plays, uh, and I think that's what makes him special. I mean, he's been special for them for a couple of years now, um, and so he's got to really keep him in control. And how big of a worry is a quarterback like this when you might not have Drew Tranquil tonight, a guy that maybe can pick things apart and find the weakness of your defense and try to exploit that? Well, and it comes down to matchups, too. So Tranquil can cover, and we don't, you know, the big question mark is how can he cover if he's not 100% healthy and um, who's going to match up against him? So, yeah, it's, it's that's going to be a huge, huge role. All right, uh, Northwestern's run game doesn't get really any love, and that, that's because of the fact that uh, their starting running back was injured, or not injured, uh, medically retired um, after the fourth game of the season. Um, but Isaiah Bowser has really come through uh, 60 carries for 227 yards, and all of that in the last two weeks. He had a, you know about 120 yards rushing last week, 117 yards on 34 carries against uh, Wisconsin last week. So maybe they have found something in, in Isaiah Bowser. Well, I think that they really needed that. You know, I don't think if they had a consistent running game, they would have lost to Duke or to uh, Akron earlier in the year. I think the biggest indicator in just watching different games and watching them play would be how the uh, Michigan game went. You know, it was really close, and Michigan's defense did a good job of just their defensive line really disrupting the uh, the whole run and pass scheme and, and throwing that quarterback off a little bit. 
and that was Northwestern's last loss back in week four. They had Michigan on the ropes. They lost 20-17 to and have rattled off four straight wins, uh, beating Michigan State, Nebraska, Rutgers, and Wisconsin. Um, all right, what worries you most if you're Brian Kelly? I think just the Notre Dame defensive personnel and uh, leadership, you know, who's going to step up with, with Drew Down, especially in the communication uh, aspect of the whole defense. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think it's uh... – you know, will you get enough out of Drew Tranquil if he plays? And uh, what are you getting from whoever fills in for him if, if he's not able to go? Uh, what worries you most if you're Pat Fitzgerald? I just find an opportunity or find a way for an upset. And that may mean getting a little bit out of your comfort zone. You know, he's pretty conservative and consistent as far as what he asks his players to do. But let's take some chances. You know, special teams, go to block a punt. Uh, try to to gain some some advantage here blitz a little bit more on defense again he's pretty conservative he lets those linebackers kind of make all the plays uh and then on offense maybe some gadget plays something that will get uh Notre Dame out of position and and try to exploit those mismatches all right now I'm gonna say a simple one can can he contain Ian Book because if Ian Book throws for 80 percent um Notre Dame's gonna win this game now uh this is gonna be probably the best defense he's faced that he's faced. They've obviously faced Michigan, but he didn't face them. Yep. So this will probably be the best defense he faced. So he will de definitely be out for the challenge. Uh, your keys to the game for Notre Dame to get a victory. I think it's going to come down to turnovers. You know, with that quarterback throwing uh, 10 interceptions and with Notre Dame, knock on wood, doing so well of not having many turnovers this year so far, I think that that is going to be the key, the turnover game. Uh, and I'm going to go with special teams, something you mentioned before. Brian Kelly says Justin Yoon's 100%. They need him to be. This game could go down to field position, punts, field goals, extra points, and don't overlook the intangibles of penalties. These are two of the most disciplined teams in the country. Um, you know, uh, Northwestern leads the nation in fewest penalties. Notre Dame's seventh in fewest penalties. So if one of them has an uncharacteristic game in that regard, that could play a difference. Um, all right, real quick, Kevin, what's your prediction for tonight? You know, I think it's going to be close for three quarters. But I do think Notre Dame's going to win 34-21. Uh, to 21. Oh, you're going to pick them to cover the spread. <laughs> I say no shot they're covering the spread here tonight. This is going to be a nail-biter the entire way. But I will pick – I picked Northwestern before the season. It's true. Um, but ah, I'm not picking against the Irish tonight. I'll go with Notre Dame 27, Northwestern 23. I think this is going to be uh, a really tough game, to say the least. By the way, a couple more replies to our Twitter poll. What worries you the most? Um, someone said Syracuse. I believe that's our general manager, Rick Gonziar, because he doesn't trust anyone that went to Syracuse. That's fun <laughs> very funny. Very funny, Rick. All right, that'll do it for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Iris Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame FCU, where you bank does matter. Our show also presented today by Orange Theory Fitness in Grager. Voted the best one-hour full-body workout thanks to our audio operator today matt florian he also responded but since he was responding while he should have been running the board i won't give him the full shout out for kevin dowdy i'm angelo di carlo notre dame northwestern will kick off at 7 15 tonight in evanston i'll have post-game coverage on redeemer radio's 95.7 social pages we close out our pregame the same way the irish close out their pregame with a prayer from one of the irish team chaplains hi this is father nate wills I'm a Holy Cross priest, a faculty member at Notre Dame's Alliance for Catholic Education, and one of the chaplains to the Notre Dame football team. This is a prayer that the players pray together at the end of our pregame mass. Let us pray. Grant, we beseech you, O Lord our God, 
that we may enjoy continual health of mind and body, and by the glorious intercession of Mary Our Lady, may we accept the joys and trials of this life and someday enter into eternal happiness. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Go Irish! This has been a presentation of Redeemer Radio Sports. Thanks for joining us for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Enjoy today's game.